Hello. <laughs> Don't ask how I am. I was going to ask how you are, but... <laughs> I, think, I think that I feel like a bag of shit, Texas. <laughs> said it all. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Are you just tired of you come down with this bug thing that everything no, happens? I just had a really bad night's sleep and just woke up with a really sore neck, so just feeling a bit sort of shitty, really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Can you not get booked into a little little spa this morning? Oh no, I'll just I'll just do some stretches, and you know, Sunday's a quiet day for me, so not at least I don't have to um, teach. <laughs> I'll be all right. I'm used to not having enough sleep. What's what's that with? Is it is it just something that you've always struggled with? Yeah, always struggled with sleep. Yeah. But there you go. I keep, when I feel really shit, I just tell myself you don't die from feeling tired, so suck it up. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe half true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> some studies might disagree. But... Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. When, <laughs> I, like I was just thinking on a night-to-night basis, but yeah, on the long term, it's actually, yeah, it's not really great. <laughs> I wonder if you just get used to it, though. If you've, yeah, I do. If I do. I just get used to it. Just push through. Crack on and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, just like I, I try not to like fall asleep during the day. Or like power napping. Yeah, I, I just try not to fall asleep and just go to bed early the next night. But anyway, <laughs> who cares about my shitty sleep? Probably no one. <laughs> not even my husband. <laughs> oh, how are you? I'm all right. Well, I I slept all right, to be fair. Um, oh, fuck off. I got, got up quite early. I feel quite quite energised. But my other half's the same as you. Terrible for sleep. I think that's more because the, the cats have got a routine of waking him up at three, two in the morning. But, yeah. Oh, that's, that's rude. Well, if you react to them and eat them, I'm afraid they think it's a new routine. So no sympathy yeah. on that side, I'm afraid. Yeah, true, true. Um, the, um, go on. I, since we've got a habit of talking about things and then everyone mm. else that's a lot bigger and popular knows talking about them afterwards, <laughs> the same thing Because we're such trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing, funnily enough, happened after we had the chat with the menopause. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't mention it, obviously, last week because we did the whole pet thing. Um, mm. But after I'd uploaded that episode um mm. a, a doctor popped up doing a podcast interview um mm. called dr mindy pels i don't know if you've heard of her mm, name doesn't ring a bell but yeah yeah she was she was on there for for different reasons but the guy at the end because of a book asked her about the menopause and she was mm. A, a bit taken back, and B, really thankful that he'd asked her about it. And her, yeah. whole, her whole ideology about the menopause, I thought, was really fascinating. So she was kind of going down the lines of, you know, it's re- it would be really beneficial for male partners to learn about the menopause, to understand the cycles of the menopause, so they know how to react, behave, and support their partners yeah. that are going through the menopause um, so yeah. that 
so that they're not taking it the wrong way. They're not seeing it as just some silly hormonal thing. Mm. Um, and she even went as far as to say, Do you know, if somebody made an app where females in the workspace could all share their, I can't remember what term she's, basically the rotor of where they are at yeah. in, the, in the menopause stage, that actually that could be a really good thing for, for females in the workplace. So, yep. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I bought the book actually that she'd written on it, and I don't know if it'd be any interest to you or anybody else that's listening that goes through menopause. Um, it's just called the Menopause Reset: Getting Rid of yep. your, your Symptoms and Feeling Younger. Really fascinating. I've only got a couple of pages in, but really interesting. There's a lot of stuff in there that I didn't know that you well, women, women went through with menopause. Why would and why would you why would you need to know? <laughs> Like it wouldn't be up on your list of things to research, really, would it? <laughs> no, I mean, I suppose no. for me, having just primarily female friends, um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, true, true, yeah, it's quite useful to know because she digs, she kind of digs really deep into like how it affects the moods, like that yeah. kind of sort of things. Um, and and is she is she American or UK or? She's definitely American. She's got the American. Let me see if I can bring anything up on Google yeah. about her. She's definitely and, American. Yeah, and oh, so you, you're only just into the book, so you don't really know what her big picture is for the story sort of thing for her book. No, I'm I'm guessing it's yeah. what, what she was um, talking about on the podcast mainly. Um, I, she didn't go too much into it because she kind of, the guy didn't ask her about it until more or less near the very on. end. But, because I wonder if she's sort of uh, talking about HRT or if that's not a road that she's going down on the book sort of thing. Let me see if there's a little summary. Um, mm. da, da, da. Okay, the summary is quite big. So, a uh, transformational mm. plan for women who find themselves struggling through their menopause, menopausal years and who may be experiencing sudden symptoms such as sleepless nights, irritable moods, unexplained anxiety, trouble retrieving words, weight gain, mm -hmm. hot mm -hmm. flushes. Um, are you struggling through the menopause years as if from out of nowhere you experience symptoms? Oh, she's just hang on, I'm just, repeat, I'm just repeating myself here. Yeah. too early in the morning. Um, nutrition and functional medicine expert and best-selling author Dr. Mindy Pels has helped thousands of women just like you reset, reset their health during their turbulent menopause years. Join Dr. Mindy as she reconnects you to your more vibrant, youthful self. The men, in the menopause reset, you will learn what hormones, changes, cause, symptoms and proven strategies to fix them, the best way to stop your menopause-related memory loss, how you can put an end to your symptoms without the use of medication. So that's probably a bit more of a natural remedy. Mm. Mm. How, how to unstick your metabolism and lose uh, uh, extra weight. <laughs> no, I don't know. That That's going down a path that I personally no. <laughs> uh, disagree with. Um, I don't. I don't know a lot. 
for my limited experience of functional medicine, I know there's heaps of people who will disagree with this, but mm -hmm. um, they, from what I know, what people who practice functional medicine, um, what I know about them is that they tend to sort of completely uh, discard or ignore uh, traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. um, for example, there was a there was a person I used to follow in America. Um, she was a doctor and she was a fitness instructor, but um, she completely um, poo-pooed getting a VAX during CV19. Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of a bit – I couldn't understand why an acute – care doctor would would be pushing that yeah um like if you want to choose between crystals and a uh a vaccination <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really understand the whole crystal things i know it's no. quite it's quite a popular thing to yes it is but you know what yeah anyway but still, no, it's still interesting to hear what other other people, and I think for whatever, if you see someone that's got doctor in their title, you assume that they're a traditional practising medical person, but functional medicine is not the same as going to, to uni and becoming a doctor. Which is fair. I know a few people that have got a doctor as a title, but they're not actually yeah, yeah. what we'd class as a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and and the two things, just briefly, that's kind of stood out that, that raise red flags for me are fixing your metabolism. You can't fix your metabolism. No. Because it's doesn't, you can't break it in the first place. And gaining the uh, blaming... I know lots of people do blaming uh, menopause for gaining weight. It's mm. very, very, very rare that medical conditions cause weight loss, isn't it? Really, weight gain. Weight gain. Weight gain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Correct. other way around. <laughs> yeah, I knew what you meant. <laughs> yes, yes. You can't. You can't. To any great extent, you can't speed up your metabolism. You can't. Mm. You can't break it. So you can't. And, you know, people that say they do stuff in the morning to kickstart it, it's like if you need to start your metabolism in the morning, then during the night you would have been dead. Well, it's just because, it's a 24-7 yeah. thing, isn't it, metabolism? It's not a... It, yeah, it's, it's, it's the thing, it's a process, it's a chemical process that continually happens and a physiological process and you can't, kickstart it because it doesn't stop and you can't it's not a fucking ride on mower <laughs> that you sort of rev it up in the morning it's just like it's, yeah anyway digressing a little bit as usual no, uh, no, not always. so no, still uh, interesting to see what other people are pushing she might have some decent bits I did like yeah. the um, some of the ideas she had about just discussing it as a whole rather than... Yeah, yeah, all for that. Absolutely all for that, yes. That was a big thing. And I don't know if it's any different now, but she focused a lot on that 
during sex education in school, it wasn't something or isn't something that girls are talked to about. They they just focus on the period side of things rather than what comes later yep. in life. Yeah, and and I think it's um, one of the last kind of it's changing now as we speak, but it's one of the last bastions of things that aren't discussed, and it's just like brushed under the table mm-hmm. it's just like everyone thinks it's just two things that your period stops and you get hot flushes and it's way 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 more than that um and still even i know i've said this before you know within the general the practice of general medicine like gps um they have no specialist training in it at all for something no. that's going to happen to 50 percent of the population i think that's appalling um, you know, I think they've got an obligation each practice to at least ensure that there's one person who's who's done some more research and actually knows how to manage the stuff that so that there's a person who a patient can go to who actually is up to date on treatment and you're not going to get turned away with oh, well, love, it's, 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 that's what happens at this time of life and you just have to put up with it. Oh, fuck that. That's just substandard care. Um, but that's what yeah. people are still getting. And it's a significant chunk of your life, really, isn't it? It's, can't it be up to a, like a decade long going through the menopause? I might have read that wrong, but I'm sure. Well, the, the, the actual thing of perimenopause and then menopause is, is sort of several years. Mm-hmm. But I think, and here, here is another uh, misnomer, misnomer as well. Not misnomer; it's not the right word. Um, that people think you, once you've gone through menopause, and then hopefully you've gone on HRT, mm-hmm. all things being equal. But then after a few years, you stop it. That again is just a ridiculous, antiquated idea. So if you would you say to a diabetic that, yeah, you can have insulin for 10 years and then you have to come off it and then you just have to get on with it? No. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't do that. And it's the same for menopause. You need hormone replacements because your body's not making an adequate amount. And similarly with insulin that you wouldn't just say well you can only have it for a few years and that's it it's the same there's no reason yeah unless there's a specific thing say someone gets breast cancer and it's estrogen receptive or something like that but generally speaking there's no reason for you not to continue with hrt i'll take it till the day i die because my life is um unmanageable without it mm-hmm. it's a fucking nightmare without it so yeah there's no reason to ha- just have it for a limited few years and then come off it that's just rubbish yes getting educated you see all this stuff i did not know anything it's, it's a big topic i mean i've learned heaps and heaps about it um and pretty much like i've said before i've completely fixed all of my own symptoms mm-hmm. by my own research and my own pushing for things so you know if you have to advocate for yourself because your doctor doesn't know what they're talking about so be it but pretty poor state of affairs if you ask me 
No, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That it is, um, it's, um, and it's more common than you think as well than not knowing <laughs> specific, specific figures. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not one. Let's put, let's put, let's put that what, way. a doctor or a woman? A doctor. <laughs> to be fair, I probably couldn't cope with being a woman neither, Anita, to be honest. <laughs> but credit, you'd be all, credit you'd be to right. you. <laughs> you'd be all right. <laughs> um, the other... The other story that I thought was interesting that popped up after we discussed it, um, well, there's two. The first one, I'm not going to go back into detail because I think we've said what we've had to say on it, was the alien thing. The guy that mm-hmm. did the, the official government guy that outed the aliens um, did so again, but this time in front of Congress. So make that what you will of that one because theoretically you're not supposed to lie in front of Congress. So he's been in there talking about it this week. Um Ooh. And then the climate change thing. Obviously, was it Rhodes that was on fire? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> and a couple of other islands as well, but I can't remember the names of all of them. Have you seen the drone footage of the man on the bike? No. No? <laughs> cool. I mean, the outcome wasn't funny, but the whole situation I just think is ridiculous. Um, what happened? So the... The BBC and the mainstream media were, were reporting that temperatures were like high 40s in yep. roads in Italy. Um, and then people started noticing on the news reports that, you know, when they do a little square box with footage of the area, general area yep. in, the, in the background, well, the, the temperatures that they were reporting that it was wasn't what was matching that was from the live footage on the, you know, in, in foreign countries, they've got, like, it'll be a, a clock, but then it'll tell you what the weather is as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The clock's in the background, and the places that they were reporting were 40, 50 degrees were not. They were they were no? 30s at most, like, yeah. late 30s. That's and, weird. Well, I mean, it isn't. <laughs> and then the... Governments, they was at the Italian government, and the fire, the head of the fire brigade had come round and said, We believe these fires to be started by arson. Um, and the mainstream yeah. media weren't really reporting that that's what these countries were saying that it was arson, even mm. though it's, it's been arson for the last 10 bloody years, every time there's been a fire. Now, drone footage has come out, they've actually caught the guy that started off the fires and he saw the drone was there filming it and is there chucking rocks at this this drone while he's dousing stuff in petrol all the the bushes and the shrubbery before he sets them on fire so all these wild fires that have been happening because the earth's burning down was actually some dickhead on a bike setting things on fire um again make that of what you will of it was he paid to do it to i don't know but, but wasn't didn't there were there was fires there were fires on more than one island though weren't there? Um, I don't, I don't know. I only saw the um. Mm. And the, this was the road this one. It was he was on roads. This yeah yeah yeah. They, they, their official said quite early on they believed it to be arson from what the fire investigations were coming out with. Um, mm. And everybody well, sh- shrugged it off, and now, now they've got this 
man on a bike setting things on fire where it all started. So yeah, it's, um... a bit thick. There's a, you know, you know, obviously in Australia we get uh, lots of bushfires and arson's quite common. Like, people yeah, yeah. Just, you know, why do... anyone needs to do that is absolutely beyond me. But yeah, it's quite common in Australia, unfortunately. Do they do? controlled ones like we do over here on the moors like if it gets too dried out they'll do control oh yeah yeah do you know what i mean yes definitely yeah yeah we do um but yeah i don't i know i is wanting to go out and set fire to bush and you know potentially kill people is that like a, a mental issue is it a mental illness i mean i read and watch a lot of crime things like people mm. like murder stuff and uh, me too they always say don't they like it starts off with the when the kids and they're killing small animals and whatnot but fire does cr- crop up quite a f- number of times in some of the cases setting things on fire so i, I don't maybe it is a bit of a well it's not well Look at it this way. It's not a normal thing to do, is it? No, not at all. No, no, definitely. But that, that what you're talking about, there's a triad of behaviours that is sort of often exists in children um, who grow up to be serial killers. Mm -hmm. And arson is one of them. Um, Cruelty to animals in the in this is the other one, and the third one is a history. Um, in the house of like physical, mental, sexual abuse, yes, either of or all three or a combination. Um, for those three things that are exhibited in childhood, often the person does go on to be a serial killer. But it's... often by itself, I mean, it's not a anyone in a healthy, right state of mind wouldn't do it. So, would they? It's just, well, I mean, I suppose we're not them kind of people, but you just can't imagine thinking, oh, I'm going to go out yeah. tonight and set something on fire. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Maybe, not a... you know, I mean, the, look, the most, you, the most you and I have ever done is set the dance floor on fire, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried graffiti once. Does that count as being a... <laughs> Have I ever done graffiti? Oh, shit, I might have to add that to my bucket list. I don't think I ever have. Oh, no. Well, I <laughs> when, I, when I went to Dublin on to do a little U2 tour, a couple of days by myself, <laughs> went around all the U2 things in Dublin, and there's a wall outside um, a place called Windmill Studio where they did a lot of their early recording. It's since been pulled down, unfortunately. But I did – the wall is like a, a – you know, in inverted commas, a pilgrimage, like you go there and you write something about Yeah. yeah and I, I wrote something on the wall. So that's about as good as my graffiti. <laughs> it's pretty piss poor, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite a popular thing to do. There's a, a motorway between um, where we live and then to get into Newcastle, and they're kind of doing it yeah. up. I think they're adding new lanes and new bridges in. Um, yeah. And... Every single 
bridge pillar, every single bit of wall that's along that motorway had graffiti on it. And the council or whoever came over and painted over it while they were doing all this new work. Hmm. And within a couple of days, it was all back on again. Yeah. The council covered it back up again. And then a few days later, it was all back. And these whoever's doing it is just constantly putting all the graffiti back yeah. to where it was originally. And the, a lot of it's in foreign language, but every now and again, you'll come across one saying you can, you can keep covering it, but we're going to keep carrying on. Why don't um, they just leave it? So I'm just thinking, just yeah, just leave it. But that's <laughs> got to be one expensive habit because we've been into like things like Halfords for the car. And the spray paints in there are not cheap. So no, we... the, no, spray paints are really expensive. Yeah. yeah. So how the, how the how the fuck are all these kids affording cancer? God knows. God knows. Because they're not small bits. I mean, they're not like pieces of art. It is just random words spray painted everywhere. But they're not yeah. small bits of graffiti. They're a decent size. A big area. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That that would cost a, a fair chunk of money, wouldn't it? But I actually like all that sort of, um, you know, when you see good graffiti, good as in yeah, well done, um, I think it looks great. I don't think it needs to be covered up. I like it. I'll send you the one that we've got that's been done on the side of the house next door to us. It's just a massive butterfly, but it's you can tell the guy's a professional yeah. graffiti artist. Like, it's bloody brilliant. He's got a few dotted around the village. Um yeah, I'll grab you a picture of that later. It's a really nice piece yeah. of... There's piece a, of... Um, just sort of over the back of our house, uh, within walking distance, is um, you take you turn off the road and you go into this huge field. But as you're leaving the road and going towards the field, there's this big brick wall, uh, about six huge sections. And this guy, I've actually spoken to him, um, he's actually done... Um, four panels of sort of the four seasons with the appropriate sort of, you know, birds mm-hmm. and f- daffodils and bluebells and what whatnot. And got there's a little poem on each one and then he's got a thank you to the NHS and a couple of other things and they're really, really well done. He's like same, he's a professional, but it's just so nice to see something like that instead of just a blank wall. It is, like it is. It. It adds a bit of character, doesn't it? Something else to look at. Like, like you said, it's better than looking at bricks. And yeah, if it's yeah. done nicely, like if it's some twelve-year-old that's been scribbling with spray paint, then maybe it's not so great. Not, but yeah. Some of the professionals, because things like—is it Banksy? Is he? Is he graffiti artist? Oh, he's... I love his stuff. Absolutely love mm. his stuff. Yeah, he's amazing. Did um, so did we have some questions this morning? We do actually. Uh, they're all a bit higgledy piggledy in, in theme, which is why I wasn't doesn't matter keen to throw them in last week. Um, mm. So the first one's Ellie. Would you say vegan products are better for you? Not the food products, but more health and beauty products. I'm gonna say fucking boots chemist Ellie. Um, <laughs> and you can go first on that one. A vegan health and I beauty have... products better for you than. Um, the, the standard. But right, I ha- I have no idea. I literally <laughs> can't answer that because I'd just be making shit up. I, I really don't know. Short, long answer, short answer. Yeah, no idea. Do you use any like that? Do you specifically use any 
No. Natural, non-chemical stuff. No. No, I just use standard stuff. So, yeah, probably maybe worth looking into. Um, I'm The only thing I'm sort of conscious of is, like, I'll always prefer to use something that is not tested on animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably more sort of important to me than whether it's vegan or not. So I, maybe there's a correlation between those two things. But, yeah, I... I, I I can't sort of comment because I really don't know. What about you? What do you think? We well, we use some stuff like shampoo. I only use the basic cheap stuff because it's hardly got anything in it chemical wise. You know, like just as its own shampoo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll use that once a week. Apart from that, I'll just wash my hair with water and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, shower gels. I only use soap. I don't use like Lynx shower gel or anything like that, because, again, mm. it's just not got any crappy chemicals. In it. And it's not because I'm making a conscious effort, because it's supposedly better. My skin just and hair just comes out better yeah. when I, when I okay. use those products. And mm. deodorant is the only other one that I use that's more natural and vegan. Um, I use, it's called Wild. I think they're mainly, oh, yeah. for, mainly yep. for women, but they've got a few men ones. I've, I've been that advertised, yep. It's the, honestly, and it's the best fucking deodorant. If if it's one of them weeks and you've not had a shower for three days, <laughs> like, it genuinely lasts. Like, wow. Like, on it's the best thing. I can put it on Monday, get a shower on Wednesday, and it, it's fine. It's not, um, yeah. it doesn't wear out or anything like that. It doesn't stain your clothes. It's not sticky and horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheap. It's about £6 for a little cube of deodorant, but it lasts, mm. a, lasts, lasts a long, a long time. time. Mm. It's kind of – is that the one sort of like in a push-up thing? Like it's a solid – it's a block? It's a solid thing? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you – I think if you buy – you can buy the start-up one, which is the metal case, which yeah. it's just like a you twist it and the, the pod comes up, and then you just yeah. buy the pods – Pods then separately, stick them in, and away you go. Yeah, but and it's brilliant, really good stuff. Because, like, yeah, I've seen ads for it a few times, and I've sort of been curious, but you know, then I just scroll by, sort of thing. And, <laughs> um, like, do they make different scents, or is it like no, no fragrance at all, or what? You can get the no fragrance one. The one mm. that I use, I think it's mainly women's. It's a vanilla and coconut one. Um, Ooh, nice! A, I think it's jasmine and peppercorn. That's quite nice. Mm. Um, there's a cotton, soft cotton white yep. one that they do, and a sea salt and aloe vera. That's quite a mm. nice, refreshing one. Well, they but all sound nice. They do a lot of like random ones on just on the website that you can order in. Like they did a chocolate fondue one for women, which I bought obviously because <laughs> I was intrigued to what it smelled like. Oh no. Um, it, it wasn't the nicest. It was, um, but they do all sorts. They do like special summer ones. There's a lot more flowery floral ones, which yeah. aren't for me. I'd imagine they're more for aimed at women. Yeah, but yeah, but what, no. What? Why would they not do equal amounts of sort of fragrances aimed at men? Well, in the supermarket, well, in some probably more Sainsbury's, but Sainsbury's they've got it on the women's aisle. Um, mm. And they've got a massive shelf dedicated to it. And then on the men's side, they've got the the black and the blue 
holder for them and then just the cotton fresh and the aloe vera right so yeah not so, so florally kind of things yeah i think it's the supermarket that may be putting that male female against each other but i personally think they've tried to go for more of a unisex mm. thing as a company we might um, have to investigate some of that give them a go honest it's because i mean i i sweat all the time even if it's cold i don't know why it's just it's constant taste so Ooh. normal deodorants do sweet fuck all for me like how people wear links and stuff like that i don't know because it just lasts five seconds um but this is the only stuff that's kept me dry in, in check yeah <laughs> consistently so but apart from that no I, I don't know anything i mean my other half looks more at the the labels and mm. in the shops and will have a quick search of the chemicals that are in the, the yeah. products be- before buying them, but I think that's just more we're trying to look look after ourselves a little bit more as we get older. But fair enough. I couldn't say if they're healthy. I'd imagine the less stuff in it that it's got it got in, it's probably better for you because um, mm. your, your skin just absorbs everything, doesn't it? It's yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't Looking know. Just try it and see how we get on, Ellie. But yeah, I'd probably say. The less it's got in it, the probably the better it is for you. Mm. Um, it's never, never a good sign when a question's got the word stereotypical. <laughs> uh, Megan, Anita, this might sound stereotypical, but do they teach you about the danger of sharks and wildlife in Australian schools? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, short answer, no. The, you know, the, I think when people think of Australia, they just think that the whole country <laughs> is, is overrun by like a death trap. <laughs> gigantic, gigantic bloody flesh eating spiders and snakes like they're on steroids and you know <laughs> crocodiles and yeah. stuff and and that you know if you put your toe in the water it'll get bitten <laughs> off by a shark but the reality is um you've got more chance of being being killed driving your car than being eaten by a shark um i Having lived there for 50 years, out in the sort of open, I've mm-hmm. seen three snakes in my whole life. You know, when I've been out, like, in the bush or whatever. Um, so, yeah, they don't – no, they don't teach you anything, but it's it's really not as bad as people from other countries think anyway. Me included. Um, That's the only reason I've not made an effort to go. <laughs> well, you should just you should just put that out of your head and just go. You should go anyway, because it's the best place. But um, I mean, you, obviously, it depends which area of the country you live in too. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you if you live in Sydney, uh, where funnel webs funnel web spiders hang out, you know, you do oh. need to know what they look like so you can sort of avoid them um but then you know the areas that i've lived didn't have funnel wood spiders and i don't even know if i could identify one 
anyway, but I've never had to sort of think about them. Um, and then, you know, the further north you go, the hotter it gets, the more humid it is, and it tends to be like the more kind of flora and fauna there are and, mm-hmm. and sort of bigger. Um, so, you know, if you're in, say, Northern Territory, far north Queensland, you need to have some sort of awareness around uh, crocodiles and stuff. But, again, where I lived, all the places I lived in, there were no crocodiles, so you didn't have to worry about them. Um, yeah, so it, no, it's, it's not it's not taught in schools, but you do like kind of have an awareness of these sorts of things depending on where you live. Yeah, because it's it's varied, you know, it's very varied, but it's not as uh, yeah, it's not nearly as as rife as. <laughs> And you know, if you if you if you were travelling through Northern Territory or far north Queensland and you went into a river at a campsite, well, that would just be dumb because there's crocodiles. Yeah. So don't go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and there's usually signs as well, you know, stuff like that. There's that that will say there are crocodiles here, so enter at your own risk, sort of thing. I was going to say, and even like sharks and stuff, there's always, they're always monitoring that anyway, though, aren't they? Like, uh, yes, to some extent, yeah. I mean, not every beach obviously no. has sort of 24 hour lifeguards monitoring or whatever. Um, but like I said, it's, it's so, the chances of you, uh, getting, bitten by a shark are very, very, very small. There's a, yeah, there's a woman, oh, I can't remember her name, if you Google, if you YouTube woman swims with shark, you'll, she'll pop up straight away, but mm. I think she's Australian, but she goes out of her way to prove that sharks and things like that aren't actually the monsters that they are, and she swims with nothing but a wetsuit with great whites, yeah. just calm, yeah. placid. Yep. Tells you how to divert them if they come at you. She gives examples of tiger sharks, like pushing them to one side so that they're yep, yeah, they're not bothering you. So, and she she wouldn't be paddling around on the beach either. She's going to be right out in the ocean, sort of, sort of, uh, you know, a way out from from the shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I fucking wouldn't do it, but she's fascinating to watch. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've been. Yeah, I've been scuba diving and paddle boarding, all those sorts of things. Um, And it was not something that sort of it occurred to me to be scared of. Um, Yeah, it's. I think it's. You know, it. The whole. The whole thing is just a little bit over exaggerated. In terms of the chance of it happening, sort of thing. I think it's how it's, everything's portrayed as well, isn't it? Like, if if Australia is in films, or the majority of films, it's mm. always insinuated yeah, yeah, <laughs> that there's true. all these things there and that it's an immediate threat. Television, you've got Shark Week on that seems to be on every single day, all day, every day. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, I suppose, like, in comparison to, like, the UK... 
yeah, we have snakes, we have spiders, we have poisonous spiders, poisonous snakes, stuff like that. But again, like I said, it depends on what area of the country you you're in and yeah. um, season maybe. Um, and you know, common sense kind of does go a long way too. Don't swim in rivers where it says there's crocodiles. There's a big fucking sign there that says there's crocodiles. Don't go in there. Otherwise, you're a numpty and you deserve to get your leg bitten off. <laughs> I mean, you know, common sense. Did you know we've got scorpions over here, specifically in Kent? <laughs> uh, no. I didn't either. I read it. I can't remember. It might have been last week because I, I Googled if we had any poisonous snakes because I yeah. do a lot of woodland walks now. Mm, uh, mm. And it said that, was it like the yellow-bellied or the yellow-tailed scorpions? Um, po- uh, ve- venomous. But it's primarily in, in Kent and I'd never ever knew that we had them over here. No, I didn't know either. And I have been to Kent, but I didn't see, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't see any. Fact um, of the day. Yeah, that, oh. Who knew? Because you, t- you again, you tend to think of scorpions in places of desert hot and climates, yeah, yeah, very hot and and dry and 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 particularly this summer, this country is anything but that. <laughs> oh, it's been shite, hasn't it? I think we've had maybe a week all in all out of summer where it's been <laughs> decent well, weather. Just saying to Andrew last night, I mean, we've had one proper barbecue where we actually barbecued outside and then sat outside and ate it. And I think so far there's been here, there's been, I think, literally two days where it's been about 27. And that was, that's was that been it. Yeah. And your little wasp antic from... Yeah, <laughs> that took a week to settle down. It's horrible. Um, yes, I'd, I don't want that to happen again anytime soon. <laughs> horrible, horrible little bastard thing. More chance of being stung by a wasp than eaten by a shark. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a good one for you. Pauline, oh. what, what do you care less about the older you get? <laughs> Ooh, what other people think. Yeah, hundred percent. Same in a in a in a short sentence. Yeah, it's just like, and also that like, if if someone doesn't like me, um, again, I care less and less. It's just like, okay, you know that you know that thing that that thing that mean that says you're not everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> you you will not be everybody's cup of tea and jog on, it's fine. Like I earlier on, like in the early years when I was teaching it, it's really easy to think that, you know, someone come to your class and they don't come back or they come to your class mm-hmm. and then you see they've gone to someone else's class. It's just like I used to worry about that, but it's like now I don't. It's just like Whatever. Like I do I do me. It's my personality in mm-hmm. my class and if that doesn't suit you, um okay. Fine. Find someone that does, you know. Just and it's quite sort of freeing, I think, to just Yeah. 
it's a lot a lot more peaceful of a life. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think yeah. that you, you know, the mindset of you just be, like, be who you are, be your weird little self, and your tribe's going to like you, and the ones that aren't your tribe will go find someone else weird, and that, <laughs> and that's all good. I think materialistic yeah. things drops as well. I've noticed that about myself, just little things. <laughs> Oh, give us an example. What, like what? Um, let's take a common one: mobile phones. Like I took myself out of being in mobile contracts to constantly mm. get the latest mobile, and I just bought one out, one outright, and just said, you know what? I'll let this run its course until it's smashed, done, completely yep. fucked, and then I'll just get the oh, next, another one. the next one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. Which even little things like that's a lot less stressful rather than trying to have the in things like brands and stuff like that for clothes. Not interested oh. in them anymore. I'm quite happy with oh. just plain. Couldn't, couldn't plain. give a shit. No. <laughs> um, I think I might have mentioned a few weeks ago. Um, one year I decided that I would just not buy any new clothes for a year. That I would just buy secondhand stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I almost exclusively buy secondhand stuff and, you know, it's good from an environmental point of view and it's good from a monetary point of view and, you know, people would equally say to me, oh, that's really nice, whatever, whether it was new or secondhand. Mm -hmm. So, like, nobody else knows. Well, they're quite picky with what they take in anyway, aren't they? Charity shops and things like that. They, They don't just take any old crap and put it out on the... Yeah, yeah, it's all like, been... They do turn things down if it's just a pile of junk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, you know, you find you find things. Uh, especially, I found that like I used to the hairdresser I used to go to was in Broom Hill, which is quite a sort of a in inverted commas like posh, more mm-hmm. yeah, more uh, affluent area sort of thing. Um, and I there was a, a big Oxfam next to the hairdresser and. I couldn't resist. Like every time I went to the hairdresser, I went in there and I bought something. Things were generally more expensive in there, but they were like really good brands mm-hmm. and in really good qual- condition and quality. So, um, yeah, no one would ever tell that you only ever wore secondhand stuff. So, yeah, that's another thing. Couldn't care less if it's not a label, if it's not, if it's not new, couldn't care less. Yeah. There you go, Pauline. But you just stop mm. caring about everything the older you get, that's what. <laughs> oh, no, no. no there are st- still some standards one has to maintain. There is. Yeah. Um, one's maintenance of one's hair and nails. I'll never not care about those things. Makeup, you know, doing my hair, stuff like Na- that. Nails is a must. I can't be doing with. I thought it's probably more men I can't be doing with men with long nails with bits of dirt in them. It's, Ooh, no. Buy and them, chew them fine, but just don't let them grow long. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and I have a real thing about uncared for feet. Yes. Yeah. It actually it turns my stomach a little bit. And 
trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> oh, um, have you got anything else like that that is like a little personal ick about physical things? Um... Like no. hairy, back, hairy backs or anything like that. <laughs> hairy backs are a little bit, but I prefer a man to have body hair than not have body hair. I think mm. the whole same, same. clean shaven thing is very bizarre. I don't know why you'd want to look like a nine-year-old. Like yeah, yes. it's weird. Yeah. Um, but no, prob- probably just just the nails and the feet thing keep keep them tidy. Yeah. I, I don't think I know. I think people with that with hair wise, and it's it's not their fault really. But I don't I don't know why it is this way. But students that go to posher universities, I don't know what it is about those kind of students, but they've always got really dry, wispy, messy hair. <laughs> is there some correlation between their the IQ and their hair? <laughs> it must be because <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. They've always got like knitted long cardigans and the, do you know what I mean the hair just looks like probably it needs... from a charity shop yeah, it probably is to be fair <laughs> but it's just the hair I don't know what it is it's probably more the more the boys and the girls um, but the hair mm. just looks like it needs a bloody good condition a really yeah. good combing through uh, and a bit of shape putting into it but and a it, bit of a trim yeah it just tends to be all it... maybe they can't afford a haircut Oh, I don't know. Mummy and Daddy must have quite a bit of money. <laughs> Especially Durham University. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably my only um, gripe. But, no, when it comes to physicality, I'm not really... Um, I don't really have an, mm. a specific ick. I think, yeah, mine are like hands and feet, like you said. And um, I'm not... A, I, I don't think there's really... Or very rarely an excuse for bo either. No, I don't. No, that that does fascinate fascinate me though. Because is that smell is is that supposed to be our natural smell? Like if if you took away all modern society and mm. cleaning products, like would it be the grotesque smell that it's perceived as now? If we didn't have all these things like hygiene products. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know, you yeah, I do. I do. Well, I know that the, um, you know, a couple of centuries ago, when you know, obviously there wasn't toiletries and people didn't have running hot water to sort of shower every day, that mm. a whole lot of things were kind of brought into play to disguise the horrible smell of people, and that's kind of where perfume started. Like um, bags of lavender or something like that, wasn't it? Like them kind of things. Yeah, and things like um, the reason that a bride carries a bouquet of flowers is to, like, for something to smell nice rather than her actually smelling nice because she had a shower for 19 years or something, you know. I, don't I didn't know. know that. Is that why they've got – is that where the tradition yeah. came from? Yeah. Get yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. Um. So I reckon they would have needed some <laughs> strong smelling flowers, but they But then but, would yeah, they... it would have been the natural smell, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I wonder like... if you, I wonder because everybody would be the same if you were sort of uh 
somewhat immune to it because everyone smelt as bad as each other. A bit like, um, what's it called? I mean, this is not aimed at you because you've got a dog, but you know when they always say that dog, some dog owners don't realise how much the house smells like dog and they just kind of get like nose blind to it? Yeah, I worry about that all the time. And every every time someone comes into the house, I say to them, does our house smell like dog? <laughs> and, well, they reckon no, but maybe they're just being polite. I don't know. But uh, I'm quite conscious of that. Um, but then again, we don't have very many visitors and I don't mind the smell of it. Well, she doesn't, our dog doesn't really smell. That's I'll put that down to her diet as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a house does smell like dog. The last time I was at your house, it def- I don't remember it smelling like dog. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have a dog. <laughs> that might be the reason. That might be why. <laughs> you plonker. No, you didn't. No. No, we didn't have one. So, yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. Do, like, what about your cats? Does that? Does the cats make your house smell? Do you think? Like, have you got a litter tray? We do. I, I don't think. <laughs> See, they I, stink, I would think we're I a know. bit smelly. You. <laughs> You definitely know when they've been in the tray. Um, there you go. But I, as a whole, it's probably going to sound really weird, but especially the the little black one that we've got, she's mm. always got like a when we go to give her a little kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's just constantly got like a baby smell. Like she smells like yeah, how a human baby smells. It's just do you know what I mean? So I don't I don't think they do physically smell, but no, you you know fine well when they've been in the tray, but then you just get rid of it straight away. Yeah. Um, see, I don't think they do. The, the cleaners that come in once a month never. She's quite brutally honest with things, and she's never said that it stinks of cats. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think it's the the sort of whole litter tray thing that I tend to maybe associate with cats, and because how can that not smell, sort of thing. I think it's a bit, it depends on the litter as well, because we always use just the generic grey mm. clay mm. stuff which always yeah. stank but then we moved yeah. to I don't even know what it's made out of it's called the the best cat litter it's like some mm. it looks like somebody's crumbled up wheat a bit because it's that kind of texture yeah, yeah yeah but it holds in the smell quite quite well um, yeah I, you, I mean yeah sorry go on you just you scoop it out and flush it down the toilet and it's and it's, <clears throat> it's done it's decent stuff but Another reason to have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is one perk, not having to scoop up shit every five, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're lucky with, with our dog. I mean, we, we didn't we didn't purposefully train this, but she just goes to the toilet when we take her out. Mm-hmm. Like, we, she doesn't go out by herself and go, and she'll do a wee outside sometimes. But sometimes she won't, and then we'll think, "Oh, all right, got to get dressed and take you down to the mm-hmm. corner." And she'll go; she'll have a wee straight away. But um, yeah, and even even when we're out in the woods, she never, ever, ever goes on where anybody walks. She always takes herself off off the path. Something with a little m- m- etiquette and manners. <laughs> I know she's a good pup. She's a good pup. She's good like that. So. Um, but again, we we didn't purposely 
keen at it. Just I don't know why, but that's just how she is. Um, she's yeah, she's just prissy about where she goes. A bit like a mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Hey, um, dear, bless him. <laughs> um, I'm sure I think we've had this one before, but anyhow. Uh, Doesn't matter. Rachel, do any of you listen to other pod- podcasts? And if so, yeah. Uh, if so, who? You go. Um, I do. I'm trying to think who I listen to now. Um, it's mainly crime stuff. So Bailey Serian, I quite enjoy listening to. Mm. Um, I can't remember her last name. There's an English version of her called Danielle, who does makeup and and tells a crime story. I listen to oh, her. Yeah. Yes, I've I, I have watched the odd one of hers. Yeah, mm, I, I quite enjoy them, even though makeup's not really my thing. Um, mm. Diary but, of a CEO. I listen to him quite a lot. He's off Dragons Den. Stephen Bartlett. He's yeah. very interesting. Mm. Um, and then just some other random news commentary ones I listen to every now and then. Mm. Not often, but I do. I dibble in out of them. Audio, Audible, I listened, mm-hmm. I just, just got into that. Well, I say got into that. I just signed up for the 30-day free trial to get a free yep. book. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm quite enjoying that as well. I might keep that on. Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of audio books. Um, but I actually listen to, I, I don't know if you'd technically call it a podcast or it was just an interview from, I'm not sure whether it was actually sort of lifted from a, radio program or what but I just watched it anyway because I uh, listened to it anyway because I was interested mm-hmm. in the content it was uh, two two English fellows and they were interviewing Tim Minchin um, but it was the name of their program was was Manatomy so ana- anatomy with an M on the front of it so they were talking about men's Things, yeah. Well, they did. They did uh, dive into that for a bit, but they were they were basically interviewing Tim, and he was talking about sort of physical stuff, mental stuff, how mm-hmm. he sees himself, how other people see him, um, what he expects of his body, what he's done with it, um, these sorts of things. But he said a really interesting thing, and I thought, ooh, yes, that's he's actually verbalised something that. That, that I do, mm-hmm. but I'd never actually sort of put it together and put it into words. And he was saying, um, you know, when he when he looks at himself, he, he, he doesn't think he's attractive or good-looking or anything like that, but he he's always been a runner and he runs, you know, 10, 20, 30 Ks several times yeah. a week. Um, so he, he's, he's proud of what his body can do. Um, he's also uh, for a particular role that he did a few years ago. He he bulked up quite a bit. He put on a decent amount of muscle um, and lost body fat, and he looked fucking amazing. <laughs> um, hot, hot as, seriously. but anyway. <laughs> oh, digressing. Um, <laughs> on Google, let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was saying. From an 
basically from an aesthetic point of view, I suppose, he doesn't think he's attractive or good-looking or anything. He's sort of, like, quite pale and he's got red hair and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but but he admires and is proud of his body for what it does. And I thought, yeah, that really resonates with me. So it's cap- that... his capability rather yeah, than... Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also started sort of thinking, like, is there anybody on this earth that really looks in the mirror, full-length mirror with, you know, with everyone's got, like, bits of their body they don't love so much or whatever. Does anyone actually look in the mirror and just go, yeah, you look great? I'm not talking about makeup and clothes. I'm talking about your actual physical body. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they do, and I don't even think when you see videos of somebody that's ripped at the gym in the changing rooms videoing themselves in front of the mirror, I don't even think that they're really as confident as what they're portraying mm. themselves, mm. themselves to be with stuff like that. Um, of course, there's there's people with narcissism and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Like There are yeah, people that, that are that, in, that way inclined. Um, mm. I mean, I, I I heard a heard or read an interview once, and like, you know, for for me, when I this is just who popped into my head first. Like, look at Beyonce, and you just think, Jesus, was it appears that is anyone ever born so perfect? I mean, I just mm-hmm. her face is beautiful, her skin's beautiful, the rest of it, and she goes, oh, I don't like my ears, my ears stick out. It's just like really. Mm-hmm. Is that what you see? <laughs> and it's always the smallest, minute detail as well, isn't it, that people pick out on themselves? Yeah, and 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 again, nobody nobody sees what you see when you look in the mirror. When because as individuals, I think, like I said, I presume nearly everybody does this. That when you look at yourself in the mirror, you just see the faults, what you perceive to be the faults. Mm-hmm. Would that be fair to say? I think it is. And I think a decent example of it is if you take a picture of yourself, say, on your mobile phone, and you've you've always got a good angle and a bad angle, so a lot of people flip the image Mm -hmm. so that it's on the good angle. But there was somebody I was listening to speaking about it once about how you perceive yourself. And they always say, when you're flipping that image to make it look right, mm. the version that you didn't like, which was the original one, is how other people see how you. How people see you. Yeah, true. In real life, which I yep. thought was rather rather interesting. So if someone's saying that you're good looking and they're seeing that side of you that you don't like that angle. Do you know what I mean? It's um, Yeah, yeah. I always bear that in mind now. I don't know why that that stuck in my head when after they'd said it, but mm, mm. but I really I, that really resonated with me. The thing, like for me, of being like really proud of what my body can still do. It's but, a whole it's a whole different state of mind, isn't it? I think when you when yeah. you get to that point, when you can think like that, especially yeah. in today's society where it's all looking good on social media and editing and filters and 
having standards set on what you should look like, what your body should look like. And half of it's unrealistic. I think, I can't remember, was it Jason Momoa? The really big mm. guy. He's... He, Speaking of hot. Oh, I would. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for a packet of crisps, honestly. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd bloody fight you <laughs> for half an hour with him. <laughs> but he was saying, because I think he got ripped into for not being shredded on one of his more recent films and he just said look at the end of the day I fucking hate doing fitness and weightlifting like it, mm. it's not my thing mm-hmm. I, I don't don't enjoy doing it I'd rather have a beer do mm-hmm. a bit a bit of rock climbing and just have a average body than having to be built like a brick shit house with muscle because I think people forget with stuff like that, with with models that are full-time models and actors and stuff like that, they get that time out every single day to be working on the body to get it into that shape. It's not a, a normal, everyday routine like you and I. They've not got another job to go to in between. Yep, yeah. Like, and also I think that with people like influencers and stuff in, you know, in the fitness industry, you know, they, they'll get, you know, drop their body fat and get really, really cut and they'll have like hundreds of photos taken and then they can use them sort of over the next mm-hmm. six months and keep posting and so it appears like they look that look like that all the time and often they don't because it's really, really hard to, especially for women, mm-hmm. to to have literally have your abs visible you, like and stay like that all year round. That's really, really hard and it's actually unhealthy because we're supposed to have more body fat than that for the purpose of nourishing mm-hmm. uh, a baby during pregnancy sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, often they'll they'll get to that state but have tons of photos done that will last sort of for a period of time. So again, like you say, social media, it's just not real life. None of it. None of it at yeah. all. Unless someone's saying how shit their life is, then maybe they're being honest. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. It's, um, no, I think it's quite sad when people make out that everything's hunky dory all, all day, every day on there. Um, I don't remember what the question was. How, how far did we digress off it? Oh, a very long way. Um, what other podcasts do we listen to? No, we oh. no, we, we didn't digress too too much because was, that was... Was the last thing you said um, about things you care about when you're getting older or something, something about... Mm-hmm. Is that where we started? <laughs> or was there another question after that? <laughs> it, was the, it was the what other podcasts do we um, oh, listen po- oh, to yeah, and you, you right. got yeah, onto the yeah. guy that was on about his body and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we didn't digress. Not so, really, no. We, we did, did a bit. And then we got to Jason, which was never a bad, <laughs> never a bad destination. I think we did all right on that one. <laughs> uh, Nathan, Anita, do you speak any other languages? You sound very cultured and like somebody that would have learned a few different languages. Cultured? Cultured. No, I don't know. Nothing, nothing fucking cultured about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, Nathan, you darling, thank you. Um, I I speak a modicum of French. I can speak more than I can understand. 
Um, I found I, I did French for six years in well my entire six years of high school, and I absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, and it was very easy for me. Um, cultured? No, that's it. <laughs> I mean, oh look, I I you know I. I know a bit about art and and um, I like classical music. I've got some classical training, mm. music wise and stuff. And um, but I don't know what's cultured anyway. I don't really know. I, what is cultured? Cultured what is milk. <laughs> Are you a pot of sour cream or yogurt? <laughs> yeah. No, you're very. You, you do. You the way you conduct yourself is very worldly, like very wise. No, I think anyway. Maybe that just comes from being on the planet for sixty something years and sort of keeping my eyes open and my mind open. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I, I, I'm a bit. I'm a bit of a food snob and I'm a bit of a coffee snob. <laughs> but, but you know, I don't think it's cultured to just resent paying hard-earned money for shit coffee and shit food because I don't like that. Pisses me off. No, I get mm. the coffee yeah. thing. I'm, I give people at work a hard time with the whole coffee thing if they say that they drink Nescafe or whatever. I like, get a get a fucking grip. Oh God, absolutely. Have some self-respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get an espresso machine. Get an espresso machine. <laughs> yeah. But I've always been a bit – the coffee culture in Australia, um, it kind of started to take off when I was, like, in my 20s. And I had been to Italy and, like, gotten really into the coffee there. And then I went back to Australia and I was, like, searching everywhere for coffee that was something like what I had in Italy and it was nowhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, gradually, uh, I think with – the whole cafe culture kind of took off, um, you know, around 30-odd years ago and it's it's the bar is very high with coffee in Australia, very high. Um, and I was, a bit, I was a bit horrified when I had coffee here <laughs> first. But, you, again, you, you get used to it as well. But there's plenty of places now where you get really good coffee, so that's good. Do you have... Wittards, near down your way. What's that? What do they sell? Or is it's, that a brand? It, it's kind of a. I think they originated in, down in Chelsea, but they do fine coffees, teas, and hot chocolates. Like they're not they're not cheap, but they are the dog's bollocks, so to speak. They've got so many different. So, so is it? Is it like an online brand that you buy online or is it an actual coffee shop? They do have a um, a website you can buy from, but they, they're just little shops that you go in, they'll let you sample different yeah. coffees from around the world. I think I get the, the Santos and Java one that comes from Brazil. Yeah. Um, so they'll anything that's in there, they, they'll let you sample all the different teas that they've got in. It's all loose tea rather than tea bags. Um, Sounds good. I should uh, have a bit of a look for that. I'm pretty sure there isn't one in Sheffield. I'll have a quick Google. I think they've only. 
thing. It's just counted me back go. in. There we go. That's going to be a fun edit. So for them listening, I um, accidentally hit stop on the recording, so I don't know how far we got. We did it got into an hour and ten, so I don't think it missed too much. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oopsies. Never mind. Shit happens. <laughs> um, the, the only reason I'm just going to say this is because you mentioned leads, um, and there's a little segue in my head to that. Um <laughs> This week I've booked two tickets to two things that I'm really, really excited for. Um, the first one is, it's not till November, and it's in Manchester, but it's, oh, I can't believe I'm actually going to see her. Judy Dench talking about Shakespeare. Oh, I thought so, she died. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say that. It's bad enough, bad enough this week. Tony Bennett died. That was very sad. But anyway, um, yeah, Judy Dench. In conversation, talking about Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare. So got that to look forward to in November. And then you, you, you guys, I doubt very much if you'll have heard of this fellow. He's Australian and his name's Nat. And he started it as a, just a sort of probably quite a lighthearted sort of thing in lockdown. And his basic premise is, oh, first of all, we have to describe what he looks like. So he's a... I'm not quite sure of the exact if I want to pigeonhole him musically, um, but he's got really long hair, tons of tattoos, wears kind of lots of metal and black leather and stuff like that. Um, yeah, lots of lots of piercings, lots of tattoos. Um, swears all the time, which is probably one of the reasons why I love him so much. <laughs> so we started off doing this thing, and it, his basic premise was like ditch the packets shit and just do some basic cooking. It's not mm-hmm. hard. And he do, but he does stuff like he'll, he'll have a packet of something and he'll throw it up in the end. He's got a baseball bat and he just hits it at, <laughs> at a camera and then he shows you how to cook the stuff that was the packet that the packet's a piece of shit and it tastes like shit and it looks like shit. Um, but then he'll like do a little cooking and he just did it in his own kitchen and his partner did yeah. the videos and that. Anyway, because he's just got such an engaging engaging personality, he really took off. Um, and then when lockdown finished, he started touring in Australia um, and he takes the piss out of all sorts of things, um, as we like to do. Um, and then after, you know, after he was touring and they were a big success and then he had a book and all this stuff. And now, now then I find out he's touring the UK, so I'm going to see him in Leeds and I'm really excited. <laughs> Um, what was his name again? I'm going to have a look at um, him. When we've, um... So his his uh, things on that I see in on YouTube is called Nats. What I reckon. What I... N A T S. What I reckon. There you go. I've written that down. That's going to be this afternoon's uh, binge. And uh, he called. He, he, oh, I just love him because he's just an archetypal Australian really sort of the the thing starts and he goes what's up champions and then he'll start talking about stuff and he'll say ah fuck this he calls a microwave a tucker fucker (laughs) do you you use do you use tucker as as a slang word for food here or not the only time that I've heard it was I when I'd moved back to 
Harrogate, there was um, mm. a woman that I worked for in a coffee shop, and one of hers was called Bib and Tucker, but I'd never heard of it before. Before then, right? But I'd never put the two and two together until you've said that. So, well, well, in Australia, food is Tucker, and as in in school, the school canteen was called the Tuck Shop. Oh, we had that as kids, but it was just sweets. Well, no, this was just the school canteen that sold, <laughs> you know, sandwiches, meat yeah. pie, sausage rolls, whatever. Um, yeah, so he calls the microwave a tucker fucker. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anyway, so just when you said Leeds, I just remembered that and I thought, oh, I'll give him a little plug because he's just, he's just ace, absolutely amazing guy. Um, and... You know, also very open about struggle with mental health, talks a lot about that mm-hmm. as well. And, um, yeah, he's just so genuine. So, oh, I, I, I'm not a very good stalker. I'm not a very good um, – <laughs> but I would love to meet him. I would really love to meet him just because he's Australian, you know. You might be able to if it's a smaller venue in Leeds maybe. It's actually a restaurant. Oh, well, even better. You've probably got more chance then. Yeah, so I, I've got, I've got no expectations about this live thing because I don't know if he actually cooks or he just talks or he sits. I don't know because he's a musician as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't expect that we're going along to hear him do live music, but yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. No idea. But I thought I might, maybe I might go up like a couple of hours early and like hang out a little bit. That might increase my chances of meeting him. <laughs> Action all nonchalant. Right. Historically, <laughs> I'm an, historically, I am an abject failure at stalking. Absolutely hopeless. So, or whichever way you look at it, I've had zero luck and God knows I've tried over the years. You've got no idea. People are professionals, though, aren't they, when it comes to celebrities? There's a guy on Facebook and the amount of pictures that he's put of himself every week that he's found a celebrity in the middle of god knows where and taking a picture with them i'm like how have you got the time the knowledge or the energy to track where all these people are yes it's amazing last year when i went to manchester to see bono's show um i got talking to this younger couple they were hanging around in the foyer of the hotel and I just started talking to them and said, oh, are you going to the show tonight? And they said, what show? And I told them and they said, oh, no, no, we're here for something else. Anyway, it turned out this guy has got a mate who is exactly that. He professionally, that's his job, like he just goes around getting photos of um, celebrities and autographs and selling them. So this guy I ended up having conversation with was on getting messages from his mate saying, oh, they've just left the venue after the concert. They're going to McDonald's and they'll be back at the hotel. And how he knew that, I don't – well, you know, he was following He was following the car. Yeah. Oh. And he was giving it was giving his mate, like, updates where they were, and his mate was telling me. Um, and he's like, quick, quick, they've just pulled up. Go upstairs. Go upstairs to where the penthouse is. And I did. And I fucking missed him. I saw the back of his head go into the penthouse <laughs> and then the door shut. I fucking missed him by 30 seconds. That's why I'm I'm a I'm an abject failure as a stalker. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just go at the door and knock. 
Oh no, no, no. He's he's. Uh, I had a, a very short conversation with his bodyguard who said, "Leave." <laughs> he's the, he, his his bodyguard is literally like glued to him every time he walks out the door he's like one pace behind and he's such an unassuming looking guy but he's not really uh, yeah anyway so yeah I'm excited to go see Nat and I'm going to, again, try and up my stalking game. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, if you can't collar him in a restaurant and eat, there's something seriously wrong. <laughs> yeah, but there'll be a whole lot of other people there as well. I think most, most kind of bands do sound checks mm-hmm. earlier in the day. Um, and I know tons of people who've, like, met their you know, absolute idol because they've been down there when there was a sound check. But again, I've tried that and just like, no, nah. I've like found out what hotels they're staying at and hung around there and no, 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 no. Oh, no. Tell her. I mean, I have met Bono once, so I'm not a 100% failure. It's like <laughs> fucking 98% pathetic. So I if wonder if you're better any... off messaging the venues beforehand. No, I don't know. I don't know. If anyone's got any good tips, just pass them on to me. (laughs) Anyway. Have we got more questions? Um, I feel like I've talked way too much today. No, no, no. Not yet. I don't know if you'll know, know that much about it. Um... Claire, what's your thoughts on the Snow White situation? What? <laughs> what? What have I missed? What have I missed? I thought it was Barbie. I thought it was oh, Barbie. Oh, don't get me started on <laughs> fucking Barbie. Sick of... um, so Disney, you know, they've got this thing about just remaking all the old classics over and over and over again. Yeah. They'd, they've redone Snow White. Um, but... Oh, okay. Some photographs have leaked from on set. Um, Snow White's not white. She's a Hispanic woman. And the dwarves are no longer called dwarves. They're called mythical beings or people or something like that. But the, I can't remember what his name was. There's There's one dwarf out of the seven dwarfs that is a dwarf. The rest are all six foot men and women. Um... And it transpires that this... I can't remember what his bloody name is now, but the actual dwarf actor was kicking off about a year ago saying, you know, it, it's outdated thinking that dwarves lives in, live in little caves, which they never did in Snow White anyway. They had a fucking cottage. Um, but he made such a big stink and he basically made it so that Disney wouldn't didn't hire people with dwarf, dwarfism to play the dwarfs, but he was all right playing himself as a dwarf, as a dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are saying, now, you know, you, you've, he's a dickhead, he's, he's done this. There's all these actors and actresses that could have had a position in the film that do have dwarfism, and he's kind of taken that away from them by making a fuss 
So they're, mm-hmm. they're insinuating that he might have been a bit threatened that somebody else with dwarfism might have outshone him in the film. Um, well, that's all a bit very convoluted, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I didn't know any of that about Snow White being Hispanic or anything. So I suppose, I suppose why not? Just like, do, does it have to be a Caucasian just because it's historically been a Caucasian person? No reason why they can't no. use someone else. It was the same I, with the Little Mermaid thing. Like, obviously, they had a, a black girl play the Little Mermaid. I actually thought she did a better job than the original one. I had no issue with it. I can understand the argument of Snow White is called Snow White because it's related to her skin being white as snow i understand the title thing and how it might be a bit weird but i don't really i don't really care if she's the best actress for the job then she's the best actress for the job let her crack on with it Um, i think i kind of think of it from the point of view of children um mm. that you know if you're an ethnic minority you're not represented in mainstream, although, again, it's changing, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a, a ethnic minority and everything you see is represented as a Caucasian person, then yeah. to see an ethnic minority in a movie like that, as a for a child to see that, is a positive thing in my view. So... Even if it does nothing else, if it gives a positive view to mm-hmm. some, to children, well, then it's a good thing. I don't think it's a big issue. I the only issue that I take with, say, Disney redoing things and race swapping is I question their sincerity or the reasons My, of doing it, and what I mean. What I mean by that is it's the same with pride and things like that that get that corporate companies latch onto the back of that and they'll put pride flags everywhere and in stickers in the window. Like there's no need for you to do that. You're doing it because you think it's gonna bring you more customers by inviting that specific group into mm, so your into your commercial system. like a commercial thing. Yeah. And yeah. I I feel like that with Disney. I I question their true reasons for doing stuff like this are you are you just doing it to look like you're doing the right thing and being holier than thou i, I do you know what i mean it's i haven't you got can't I haven't, really, you can't really know can you you can't no you can't mm. I, I just oh. but if you look at it from the point of view of like well if they're just if they're just making a positive step step towards inclusivity war well, mm-hmm. then you can't really criticize them for that but you don't really know underneath what their ulterior motives are do you no i mean the, there was an interview oh, that, that might have been barbie actually hang on i might stop because I don't, I don't know if that was snow white or the uh mm. Mm. no i think it was snow white there's a, a woman that was a producer the producer of it i think and she said that she wasn't told 
in short, I'm paraphrasing here. She was she was told that there wasn't any limit onto the wokeness that she could put into the film, um, mm, mm. or the or the queerness she could put into the film. So she just stuck it all in there. Mm. Um, so I, don't, I, I I just I question the motives behind it. Really, mm. um, I haven't got I haven't got a problem if they race swap. Like I said, if they, if that's the best actor or actress out the bunch for the job, then so be it. Good on you, them. Yeah. But just do something fucking different. I think these remakes are the same thing. If like, is, is that all you've got creativity wise is yeah. changing five or six lines out of an animation film to make it into a different version of an animation film? Like, can you not do these people a bit of justice and give them something brand new and something creative rather than yeah, write, a, write a completely new story? Yeah. Again, it just screams cash cow. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I don't know. I haven't got a lot to compare. I haven't seen a lot of originals and then watch remakes. Um, But from what I've sort of read and heard, I think that often the general consensus is the original's better. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, would you have seen a number of originals and remakes to be able to comment? What do you think? Um, originals, yes, because we kind of grew up with them with, with kids, I think. Mm. D- Disney's 90 was kind of the peak of their era, really, wasn't it, for popularity? Um, remakes, I've seen, well, I've probably seen Beauty and the Beast. I've seen Little Mermaid, Aladdin. Um, did they did they remake Mary Poppins, or was that like oh, a Oh, God, Mary Poppins, yeah. Um, the, yeah, it was supposed to be... Um, was it a sequel? A sequel, so it right. was... Yep. None of the same actors, but essentially the kids from the first movie had grown up. Right. And right. she comes back into their lives again. Um, ah, okay. It was all right. It was all right. Um, I like Emily Blunt as an actress, and she did Mary Poppins for that one, so I quite enjoyed yeah, I watching her. I do like it. But, I think I think Mary Poppins was one of the first sort of maybe three or four movies that I ever saw as a child, and I just absolutely loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. It was ridiculous. It was different, though, wasn't it? Because it was half real life and half... And half fantasy, yeah. Yeah, like cartoony things. Because was it Bedknobs and Broomsticks? They did the same. Do you remember that? Uh, didn't I didn't ever see that, but I remember the name. But yeah, I've not seen that one. Must have had a deprived childhood. <laughs> I think it might have come out a little bit after Mary Poppins. I think I think they tried to. I think they hoped the format of Mary Poppins would have worked for Bedknobs and Broomstick. It's still mm. a, it's still a classic, but I did obviously didn't do as as well as what the original Mary Poppins did. Right, the the, the first movie I ever saw that I remember uh, was at the, at the, there's no drive-ins here. Did you ever have drive-ins here? They do do them, but it's more like a one-off thing, special one-off event rather than a permanent thing. Yeah, Newcastle, but... they've got Ooh, the, right. the life center. It's called, it's basically a science museum. Um, yep. And then there's an NHS building that it's in like a big circle. And in the center of that in winter, they'll put an outdoor cinema outside there. Right. Um, and then there's a few drive through ones outside of town that they just stick out in a field somewhere. It's not a permanent fixture. It was, it's, it's, it was, it's a whole culture in Australia. 
Um, well, it was. It's not anymore because of the advents of, of obviously, you know, mm-hmm. hiring or buying online and whatever. Um, in fact, when we went home last year and we went back to the place where I grew up and we actually went past the drive-in that I used to frequent all the time as a as a child and a teenager, and it's just it's all closed down. It's derelict now, but I was, which made me sad. But um, yeah, the first movie we ever saw that I remember was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at the drive-in. Oh, God, yeah, with a so I, think, <laughs> I think I was probably about um, five or six, I suppose. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, there's a whole thing of. You know, when you're a kid and you get bundled up in your pyjamas and you go off to see the movie and it's really exciting. It's way more fun than going to the picture theatre, I think. Can you hear it and see it all right, though, sat in a car? Yeah, because there's, um, there's, des- there's, like, designated parking spots and next oh, okay. on, on the side of every parking spot there's, um, like, this post and then a speaker that you you take the speaker off the thing and you turn it on and you it clips onto your window and you roll the window mm-hmm. up or whatever. You don't have to roll the window up. But, <laughs> yeah, so you have the – it's it's only one speaker, so it's not really surround sound, but you have the actual sound in your whole car. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was yeah. all oh, no, at one you... end behind the screen and then – No, 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 no. It's like, can you imagine just a, a gigantic car park except for on every spot, like they've got the, the oblongs painted for where you yeah. put your car and then there's a post next to it and you you just bring the speaker into your car and you watch it and you hear it in your car. Well, I never I never knew that. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Very it's cool. quite big in America as well. Oh, I don't know if yeah, it is now. Uh, yeah, it, well, I don't know if it is now, but, yeah, that's sort of where it originated, one of the – one of the good things to come out of America. <laughs> they do them in, um, have you seen the swimming pool ones? Where no. they, put, they put the um, cinema screen at the back of a public swimming pool and you, you hire a um, inflatable ring to sit in and you just sit in the pool, floating around watching the, uh, the film. You'd be like a fucking prune at the end of it. I know. <laughs> What if, what if it was a th- like a three-hour movie, like your skin of your feet would drop off? Well, one of them was because the first one that I saw advertised was for Jaws that yeah. they were doing, and then oh, okay, the second yeah. one they, they played Titanic for. I mean, we never went, but, mm. yeah, I, I suppose if that's your thing, that's your thing, but, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a bit of a bit of a gamble in, in this climate as well. Isn't it? <laughs> like, are they, heat, are they heated pools? Yeah, they're, they're, they're indoor ones. Oh, okay. okay like the big okay. local swimming pools. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine have the full experience and get hypothermia? Well, that's that's what I thought. Initially, yeah. I sort of thought, because public, public swimming pools in Australia are outside. The outdoor ones. Yeah. And I thought, oh, imagine sitting out no. there for three yeah, hours in the, yeah, in the cold water, because, you know, they're generally not heated, because they don't need to be. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I do miss the old drive-in. They were great fun. If I can find any in between us both, any, and I'll um, we'll sort of trip out. See if we can find a drive-through, drive-through cinema. 
because there's there's a lot of the uh, I'm getting lots of ads like during summer for you know outdoor screenings of movies where you go take your chair and a picnic. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm all for that as well. But again, this fucking summer. <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> All you get would be a bloody shower. <laughs> oh dear. I'm, 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 feeling, I'm feeling very cheated for this summer because <laughs> last summer in the beginning of July, Charlie had major surgery and she was kind of like on very limited activity for eight weeks. So I barely got out to walk her because she was mm -hmm. on restricted activity till she healed. And also because she couldn't go up steps, we couldn't actually go up onto the deck. Oh. Because um, she loves going up there with us. And, like, on a nice day, I'll spend half a day out there and we'll just yeah. – because we've got a big deck and we've got a big seating area and big umbrella and everything. Um, so we couldn't go up the steps. So we didn't go there. So – and it was – not a bad summer last summer, and so I missed all of it. So this year I'm feeling very cheated, very cheated indeed. Anyway, the Good only job. way to solve it, yeah, the only way to solve it is to hang on, I just have to check how many days. The only way to solve it is to go to Ibiza in 22 days, and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Are you going to Ibiza? Yes. To the quiet part or the, like the, the hardcore? Oh, you should know the answer to that. <laughs> I can see it with a couple of glow sticks and a. No, no, we're going to the, <laughs> we're going to the old fart side. <laughs> so, um, this is just our our R and R holiday. So, um, we've just got an apartment with a pool, uh, a couple of hundred meters to the beach. And yeah, twenty-two days. That Can't fly wait. Past, fly past. I know, and then it'll be all over in a flash. And <laughs> and I would have, I would have consumed my body weight in beer and food. <laughs> oh, love it! I love, I just love holidays. I love the freedom of like, oh fuck, it's eleven o'clock. That's near enough. Let's have a beer. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't drink a lot, but do tend to on holidays because why not well it hits you differently over there doesn't it it's um well, hotter and you know you're just sitting around under an umbrella and i love you know i love drinking cold beer when it's hot and then cocktails of course as well so yeah <laughs> all the food oh god that's the best part of the food i've Fucking started good. packing well already <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm one of those ones that Start in advance. Sets the mood, you know. <laughs> and Andrew's like Andrew will work Andrew works till the day before we leave and he probably packs that night or that morning. Drives me nuts. Anyway, that's how it is. I mean it's good to be organized, but maybe not twenty two days <laughs> to organise. Told you I was weird. <laughs> Where are we? What time are we on? Well, this 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 leg num leg number two has been half an hour, so I don't know how long leg number one was. I mean, it said an hour and ten, but well, there you go. That's that's if it's recorded that 
that much. I don't know. It's obviously something's gone wrong today. Maybe we might have just gotten one word out of the other one. I hope not, but you never know. Because it, it did happen once before, didn't it? Oh, that was, yeah, that was the entire thing as well. It was just nothing. It was just you saying one word. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Would have been scintillating listening for sure. Wow, she's fascinating. <laughs> Oh, God. Taking the piss again. Hmm. Did you snort? A little bit, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love it when people laugh so much they snort. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. I love it. Oh, dear. I even wheeze like a dog or I snort. Oh, God. I, at a Billy Connolly concert once, I was laughing so much that someone behind me asked me if I was all right because I was <laughs> wheezing as well because I, I'm, I'm not asthmatic at all. But uh, I just I, – I literally could barely get a breath because I was laughing so much and a bit, a bit of wee may or may not come out as well because <laughs> I love him so much. Oh. Have you, oh, what are they called now? What? I'm going to have to quickly uh, Instagram. There's two women that they put a camera inside the golf buggy. Yeah. And all they do is just go around um, the golf track. But they they have each other in such hysterics. They're all, hilarious. Oh, they're fucking... They're called... My Fairway Ladies. Oh, clever. I'll send you, um, I'll clever. forward you a, a video and then you can have a look at them. But they're absolutely, when they get going and just in hysterics, it's Are they it's actually hilarious. playing golf or are they? They do in some of them, but I think a lot of it's just them in One between minute. in between the courses. <laughs> in the oh, my golf. God. I used to see, again, this is not very useful because I can't remember the woman's name, but I used to get these... Um, Reels that this woman did, um, she was Scottish and they were almost all there. They they were in her house. Sometimes she'd be doing makeup, but with the most hilarious (laughs) chit chat as she was doing it. And sometimes, sometimes, um, like she wasn't, she wasn't any sort of young, skinny sort of influencer thing. She was you know, in her fifties or whatever. And, um, and sometimes she'd get clothes and she'd try them on. It might, might even be like shapewear or something, but she'd actually film herself pulling, dragging this stuff on. And sometimes she'd only get it up halfway and she'd go, this isn't going to go over my fucking legs. And, but she'd just be funny. She's funny about it. And sometimes she'd be, Oh God, when she whinged about her husband, she's like, I'm going to fuck it kill him. Do you know what that bastard did? Do you know what he fucking did? And I'd be just rolling around because I was like, I can relate, lady. I can relate. Or or else the neighbours. She'd be whinging about her neighbours and she'd sometimes turn the thing around and look out the window and video her neighbours doing things that they shouldn't be. Oh, my God, she was hilarious. But I can't remember her name. I just remember she was Scottish and she was funny as fuck. Try and find I don't know how I'll ever locate her again, but whoever she was. Just hilarious. If anyone knows who she is, let us know. I've seen the Yorkshire version. I can't remember what her name is either. She does similar stuff. I want to. 
No, I can't remember what her, what oh, her name is on. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen that. But yes, that would be. That would, maybe I could start doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You probably do better than what they're doing. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, did I tell you on a completely other thing? My my dog's now got her own Instagram. No, you kept that quiet. <laughs> I know, I'm a sad fuck, but I don't care. <laughs> She's beautiful. She's beautiful. You'll have to send me the um the name for it. I'll have I'll follow the dog. She's called she's called or she's called Charlie um underscore the underscore Mally. Send you a picture. I'll just put pictures of her on it and like follow other other Mally people basically, that's all. Just one day I just thought, yeah, I might do that. Do What? Have you put cartoon face on her at one point? No. Oh. <laughs> Why would I do that? She's beautiful. Uh She's uh, she's just started doing a new thing, which makes me very happy. Uh, she she used to only do it to Andrew. She'd come up and put her paws on his lap, and then she doesn't jump up on us uninvited because she's not allowed, um, and she's not allowed on my couch. Mm. But she would put a paws on Andrew's lap, and then he would say, "Come on," and then she'd get up and she'd lay sort of on him. But she didn't used to do that to me, but she just started doing it, which is lovely. And even though I'm gagging for a cup of tea in the morning, I just like, oh, if she wants to lay on me and sleep for a bit more, I'll just sit here. And it's just lovely because she puts her face on my face and, oh, it's so nice. And then she claws me getting down. (laughs) Got all these bruises and scratches on the on, oh yeah I have I've got tons of she's got a new toy and she got a bit excited and she jumped up and of course as she jumped up she puts her claws out and so they just dragged all down my legs so, but she didn't do it on purpose I don't think <laughs> you know <laughs> no, she, she didn't she might have pissed her off at some point. <laughs> she's, uh, she's I mean you know her number one thing in life is biting but uh She's so gentle with us. Um, like if if her teeth accidentally make contact with us, like she turns it into a lick, and like I can stick my fist in her mouth. And <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I do a lot. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> like if I'm playing, I'll put my hand in her mouth, but she 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 won't bite. <laughs> She bite other people. If I told her, Anita. <laughs> oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I've got. I mean, I, if nothing else, I mean, I clean her teeth, so I've got to have my hands in her mouth to do that. <laughs> Not the full fist. Hey. Eh? Not the full fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what bothered you? <laughs> You went somewhere else, didn't you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. didn't. She wouldn't. She wouldn't buy from mum. She wouldn't. Hey. Oh dear. No. Well, 
is that a good or bad note to end on? <laughs> Go stick your hand in your dog's mouth. See what they do. Well, we ended on dog cages last last week, so we can end we on end on um, <laughs> putting your fist in a dog's mouth this week. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get reported for fucking animal abuse now, aren't we? Something stupid. No. <laughs> well, if you, you know, if you if you haven't got a Mally, you sort of. <laughs> I, I mean, I've never had any other dog breeds, so I don't know, but they're. I'm sure there's other dog breeds as well that that are, you know, quite protective and can be used in protection and stuff. But they're very protective and very gentle of their owners. That's you know, that's what she's like. That's what you want out of a dog, though, is it? You don't want one of these little tiny ones that are like a guinea pig on a leash. It's well, that I mean, no, but that suits some people. That's that suits some people's lifestyle, you know, little lap dogs and stuff. And like, you know, if you're an if you're an older lady, then you you don't want a big strong dog that that can like pull you over and <laughs> break bones. Um, I mean, God knows I've fallen over enough times with her, but uh, not on you know. Yeah, no. Sometimes she's dragged me, and I've just fallen over. She lunges at things, but. That's why we take her to training. <laughs> anyway. Hey, right then. Tickled me. Right. Speaking of which, I better go and feed the little pup. Yes. We'll go and get ready for ready for the day while the sun's out. Yeah, we've got a little bit of it here, but it's gonna go it's gonna rain soon. <laughs> what a change. What a surprise. And it forecast to rain. Constantly from now till at least next Sunday. I mean, and then it's winter. So, so. You know, it, it's it's very wrong that it's warmer in Australia in the middle of winter than it is here in the middle of summer. That's just fucking wrong. I mean, it's backwards, but it's great for them down there, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm here. <laughs> Not there. It's just not fair. It's not fair. Anyway. All right then, my lovely. All right, darling. I shall oops. I shall speak to you. Yep. Next week. Yep. Send us questions. Send us questions. We love them. The curlier the better. The curlier? What does that mean? Curlier means tricky. Oh. I mean, a curly question is like a tricky one. Oh, I've never heard no, I've not heard Have that one. Maybe that's maybe that's oh that's maybe that's Australian too. <laughs> I thought that was universal, but anyway, there you go. Send us <laughs> send us tricky questions that are going to make us tongue tied and make us think. <laughs> I've never been tongue tied in my life. Coming in. No comment. Oh dear. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers. All right, darling. I'm going to go. Yes, go. we'll speak to you next week. Speak to you next week. Bye. Have a good week. You Bye. too. Bye. Bye.